Hello. That was hot. Why did it cut out? I don't know. <laughs> Keep it going. Want me to hit it again? No. <laughs> no, I think once is good. I think we're good. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. Queer Advice, Queer Advice Podcast. Here we are. So where we left off last time, it's been it's been just over a week. No, no, it's been almost two weeks. Well, about 10 days. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're keeping accurate track. So where we left off before was we were planning our trip. We were planning on leaving the next day for uh, the Fletcher concert in Pittsburgh. If you guys don't know who she is, you really need to uh, to look her up and um, stream Girl of My Dreams. So it was an experience. It was an experience that, that my wife and I um, had first had first encountered back in February when we saw her on our last tour. Or no, in March. On our last tour. And, you know, we were able to rope Jen in for this tour. Super excited to bring her to this concert. Amazing crowd. Amazing energy. Amazing um, performer, obviously. And what did you think, Jen? How did you feel? <laughs> I'm still trying to process <laughs> the experience. You know what's funny? I of all the pictures that we took and all the, the you know, we were super close. We were like behind one person at the barricade, right? Cuz we had early entry and all that stuff. So I got what I feel were really great pictures and I keep wanting to post them, but I wanted to collect my thoughts on what I wanted to say about the show and about the experience of going to the show. You know what I mean? So it's funny that you say you're still processing it because in a way I, I feel like I am as well. Oh, absolutely. I, I really honestly am still kind of like, what happened? <laughs> you know, from not just, not just the actual show, but the experience of the show. Exactly. Like the waiting for like eight hours. Type of thing. <laughs> It wasn't eight hours exactly, but did you see there was um, a Fletcher had shared it actually. It was a TikTok of a woman in New York City who was, I guess, what she does her her thing is to show lines around New York City. You know, just lines of people waiting for something, and then you know trying to figure out what they're waiting for. And she's like, "This is the biggest line I've ever seen," <laughs> and it was for a Fletcher show. So yes, accurate. You do wait for a long time because it's general admission. They're all general admission, the shows. Um, right. And so that that alone, that alone is going to lead us to a topic that we're going to kind of cover mm-hmm. throughout this whole pro- podcast series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know what I'm talking about. How that line mm-hmm. changed our daily lives. Oh, my God. 100%. Right? A hundred percent. So that's the cool thing. Right. Go ahead. What were you going to say? So that only comes from like, okay, so that experience alone, standing in that line, has now Mm -hmm. added another layer to our every day. Right? Explain how. Not only is this this every day change going to bring us just, you know, a topic in itself, um, it'll bring a lot of like branches throughout the way 
how Fletcher pretty much changed me as a 40-year-old lesbian, <laughs> bisexual, not lesbian. <laughs> you got it? Yes, you, you follow that's me? fantastic. I follow you, and that's why I wanted to talk to you before the show. That's why I wanted to record something before the show, because I wanted to get an accurate before and after depiction. It's like life, you know, before Fletcher. It's like, you know, if we were dating something, you know, it would be like we would add BF, you know, after the dates, because it was before you experienced Fletcher live. It is life altering. It really is. But like you said, it's not just the show. So it's not just the show. So to give everybody an idea of what happened, right? We get there. The, wait, the doors up, open for. They, just, wait, back go up ahead. one second, just so people know. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a podcast just about Fletcher. But no, it's not. Because, it just yes, it just has to be in the beginning. It's going to tie everything together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. A hundred percent. Fletcher would be the, you know pretty much elephant in the room in these situations type of thing she's like, like the catalyst Fletcher. Yes. yes yes she's the catalyst so so let's so let's rewind a little bit okay because you know we're 40 i'm 41 whatever um we we were still baby lesbians or not even out or not even really sure about our sexuality when the original L word started airing in the beginning of the 2000s. Okay. It's probably the reason why I am bisexual today. Uh, it's not because of a show, Jen. Well, no, I know, but, but actually <laughs> it kind of is, so maybe not because of the show, but because I was able to yes, explore that side of my Yes. Life or my being. Yes. You saw the representation, right? Right. And you related to it in a way that maybe you hadn't had the opportunity to relate to something before, sexuality-wise, because there wasn't much representation when we were younger at all. Or that it wasn't abnormal that Mm -hmm. somebody could also have those feelings and they're depicted on a show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. yep. And so, I think that's what it's about. It's normalizing. Right. Normalizing queer, right? Anything other than straight. Right. I mean, you you are different than me in mm-hmm. the fact that you are identifying lesbian. Yeah. I'm, so yeah. I te- technically could have leaned both ways, being mm-hmm. bisexual. Mm-hmm. But because of the L word, I was like, hmm, let me see this side. Right, you'd never given it a shot, really, necessarily, or thought it was, it could be, not a lifestyle, but you didn't think you could live in that space, right? Right, so now that brings us to... As a woman-loving woman. Mm -hmm. Right, so now that brings us to today, 20 years Mm -hmm. later, 15 years later. 20 years later, if you would have asked me in 2019... Or any time before then. Um, I would have said, hey, listen, I'm a lesbian, but I don't lead with that, right? I'm not necessarily a rainbow flag waving lesbian. I'm not going to seek out people who are like me sexuality wise, because I don't feel like that necessarily defines someone. And to be honest, as much as we attended Pride when we were younger, it always felt like a weird, I felt like a weird disconnect with, with oh, gay God. pride. Yeah. 
right? Especially I, when my mom is, you know, <clears throat> down the street because it's a craft show. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And your mom made it into some lurking, and you have to hide mm-hmm. because it's a craft show that mm-hmm. the you know anybody who's you know into craft whatever they're there so they don't obviously accept so mm-hmm. anyways going going back on track um because I, I think it's an important thing so so we went to pride we didn't feel like you know 10 15 years ago that it still felt weird mm-hmm. but then we went now it's post fletcher and i'm like whoa so right? yes yes Yes. So this is what happened. And I say, if you asked me in 2019, I would have felt that way or or that would have been um, my general frame of of mind as far as, you know, hey, listen, I don't want to, I want to just kind of put it out there that I'm gay. If people know that's cool. If people ask me, oh, how's your husband? I'm going to definitely say um, I'm actually married to a woman. I'm not going to hide it, but I'm also not going to celebrate it. Okay. Was the difference. Right, Fast right. forward to 2020, um, Fletcher releases the, the sex tapes EP. And again, if you guys haven't heard it, stream the sex tapes. Just kidding. Just kidding. What's that? Madonna's sex book, Fletcher's oh sex God. tapes. I know. Uh, both equally hot. So after after seeing kind of representation current day in the music industry and then um, that kind of opened my eyes to a whole new right um, not demographic but a whole new what's the word I'm looking for Jen like a community yeah like a like a way to connect with and identify with the community right so you see this artist who's out there and originally it seems she started you know by not really using pronouns so that anybody could relate to her her music, of course, right? And some, some songs she doesn't use pronouns. Some songs she does. They're clearly about women. And I love that. Love that. Right. And it's that feeling of representation. It's that feeling of I'm not listening to what I've listened to my entire life is women sing about men. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's not that I mind it. I mean, I have plenty of, you know, songs that I thoroughly enjoy, that I really love. It's plenty of favorite songs that women sing about men, and that's fine. But missing out on that representation, I felt, was huge. So enter Fletcher, right? In in my life, this is not, that was not her first, um, that was not her first EP she released. That was not by any means the, the origin of her coming onto the music scene. But that was where I first kind of discovered her because before that, I I mentioned the L word earlier because that was the only place I had ever heard her. Right. Um, Bitter was on the L word. Oh, my God. It was a closing credit song. And I remember stalking Spotify for that song for a good, I don't even know, probably almost a year. I don't know. I'd have to look at how long it took. And I know she had mentioned in an interview that she wasn't going to release that song. And I'm thinking, what? That song was like, I remember it playing in the closing credits. Were you here watching it with us? I'm not sure. 
I don't know. I think maybe um, maybe our friend Ange was. Anyway, Dina and I were watching it, and we just looked at each other like, that song is fucking hot. Right? It's amazing. And so I start stalking it to add to my playlist, because that's what I do. I love making playlists for everybody. Start stalking Spotify. Oh, thank you. You should share it. I, you know, I could share it. I have a playlist for everything. Every I could share season. It. Every season. Oh, the L Word playlist? No, you. You have a, a playlist. Oh, my season places. playlist. Yes. So I mainly just do a playlist each 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 of the four seasons of the year and um, and share it. And they're usually, I try to usually, usually make them like a work day long, right? So like five, six hours or so because, you know, how people take breaks. But anyway. Um back to the L word so I hear the song I'm like oh my god who is this and then all I knew before then was undrunk but that was a radio hit and it almost sounded almost a little bit country to me which if you look back in, into her musical history that kind of tracks but um, there's something about there's something about her voice that's just totally different guys and again if if you're listening, first of all, thank you. Second of all, Dan is absolutely obsessed. <laughs> Jen, I don't know how you're not obsessed at this point. But I almost feel like you guys have an unhealthy obsession. No, my God. No such thing. That's insane. It's a little bit much. It is not much. Is it really, though? You so undergarments she wore to other concerts. Listen, she, it's because she's showing the undergarments. What are you talking about? I'm not looking it up. I'm just saying you are <laughs> on a different level. Of oh, you need to get on the same fucking level, Jen. Big time. Okay. Well, I think, I mean, I don't know. You'll get there. Trust me. You're, you're still, you're still a new fan. You'll get there. Trust me. I'm not, a, I mean, I'm a newer fan. Mm-hmm. But you guys are like, oh my god! Dina wasn't either. She mean? wasn't a fan until she saw her live, and then she was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, I will say she does put on an amazing live mm-hmm. show, like amazing. Was and now we we kind of need to circle back a little bit because what I was saying is how her show has oh, affected yeah. our life daily. So, yes. yes. So, so explain, explain explain how. So, you know, I, I can't sit still. So, and I'm very, very curious. Mm-hmm. You and Dina are, you know, cuddling, leaning up against the fence. Oh, my I'm God. Like, cuddle. Oh, my God. What am I going to She was do? cold. Give me a break. Well, first of all, that's a whole other <laughs> podcast because you're a jerk. But... <laughs> Anyway, oh, thank you, Jen. Dan is not very a, um, affectionate, so to speak. Oh my God, I try. All right, okay. But, <laughs> so you know, I'm by my you know by myself. I'm not cuddling with my wife because I left her home. Um, <laughs> Poor Chrissy, by her own choice. Oh yeah, she's a country girl. Yeah, so, she. Did, I don't. She didn't think. I guess maybe she would enjoy this. No. She just, she doesn't know any better is what it is. Oh my is. God. No, she, no. She would have hated every minute. I would have needed to leave immediately. 
definitely not a definitely not a country show. No. <laughs> That's no. For sure. But anyways, so I am curious. Naturally, you guys are friendly, but I'm really curious and you know, start talking to these two young girls behind us. Mhm. <laughs> and, you know, honest, I I think they're, you know, pulling my chain a little bit making some cute comments and blah 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 cute comments oh my god sarah was full of one-liners it was fantastic yeah and i haven't (laughs) experienced that in my entire life (laughs) it was awesome i'm usually the one-liners it's usually yeah you didn't know what to do no i was completely out of my comfort zone because as we know i you know dated men or liked men so that was that was what I was used to getting. Mm-hmm. This was a whole other experience. I think I, I was five shades purple at one that point. That was fantastic. It was brilliant, that's not by the my way. my personality. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so we have her friend, Grace. Yep. Yep. Really young girls... We start talking to them. I mean, because you line up outside of a Fletcher concert 15 hours before the you know, open. Stop exaggerating. It was the four hours before doors. Four hours. Okay. And only two and a half hours before we were going to go in. Right. Well, it's not. The, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so we get to know them talking, and then, you know, I. God knows what I was talking about. I ask random questions. You know, your wife, Dina, starts perking up and she gets, you know, intrigued as well. And we start becoming friends Mm -hmm. with the people around us. Now we legit are, you know, kind of stuck to each other. We didn't, we like basically U-hauled in the first 15 minutes. A hundred percent. Yes. So now we, we're we like did accountable the... for each other for the rest of the night of the show. We go out afterwards, yep. blah, blah, blah. We like yep. now speak, well, not Daily. speak, but text each other every single day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love these people. And that's yeah, the amazing thing. thing. You, you love you love everybody. Jeez. It, it, take but, it easy. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't exactly say that. I I dislike a lot of people, but you know I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. However, these women that we met at the show are just fantastic people. And I'm learning because I was kind of out of it, but they're great people, and we all have different walks of life. Yep. Different. And and the years that span between us in age, I think it's like absolutely. Perfect. Between the oldest and the youngest, it's like 18 years. And there's, you know, there's us, and then there's the other couple. They're, you know, young, a little bit younger than us. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the yeah, two Yeah, and Vivian, yeah, they're like 30. Right. So, so it's crazy. 40, 30, and then early 20s. Mm-hmm. And we talk every day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And these women are like fantastic. And when I say, when we when we were talking earlier about um, how I was in, in 2019 and before, 
right, about being gay, the thing about having representation and identifying with an artist in this way, because music is my passion. So after the L Word, we had nothing to identify with on TV, very little bits and pieces here and there. You'd see a lesbian character. They usually kill them off. You know what I mean? It's this whole thing. So to see that in, in music now and to have someone who's openly gay and using, you know, um, she, her pronouns uh, in, in her songs is just amazing. So suddenly, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I, I could use like a, a rainbow flag um, watch band or something like that for my Fitbit, you know? <laughs> and Dina's like, you're going to wear a rainbow now? And I'm like, you know what? Fuck yeah. I'm going to wear a rainbow. Right. You know, it's funny. It's weird because mm-hmm. you're a lot like my wife. Mm-hmm. And although she didn't go to flat chair, blah, blah, blah. Like at the same exact time, she changed her watch face. To rainbow? Yes. <laughs> and we are not rainbow people. No, no we never we were. But now it's almost a thing where I'm like, you know what? I get it. Like, I get it. I'm starting to understand the pride. And when we go to a show like this Fletcher show in Pittsburgh and we meet these women and you're like, I never had, other than you and Chrissy, we had, I mean, Dina has a couple of lesbian friends that she had worked with a long time ago, but they don't live anywhere near here. We don't really have lesbian friends. Let's be real. Right. So meeting these women at the show. And forming this bond with them, it's almost like an instant bond because you've experienced similar challenges in life, you know? And I hate to label it as trauma, right? But for a lot of us, it is. For a lot of us, we've faced, you know, some serious adversity because of our sexuality, as unfortunate as that is. And to have that in common with somebody upon meeting them is is really special and meeting these women and now forming this bond with them and spending the entire night, you know, as, as like a pod, right. Protecting each other and watching each other at the show and saving each other's spot, you know, on, on the floor in front of the stage and sharing a hat to run to the restroom because the hat stood out in the crowd and we could find each other easily. Different things like that. It just, it means so much. And then, you know, Sarah turned to me somewhere during the show and she was like, we're all going out after this, right? <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm like, yes, 100%. But, Tui, we, we, we got to focus on the fact that, you know, we, we spoke to them about kind of like their background, like a, mm-hmm. a, a snapshot yep. and yep. what yep. they're going through. And it's it was very eye-opening. It is, and it goes back to that kind of trauma. You know what I mean? Right, and and also like, kind of where the the pride kind of comes in at a certain time in in your in your acceptance of yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, Jen. So, did we go to the Fletcher concert and then become, you know, more feel or feel more acceptable? You know, accepted by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Was it? I think so. Maybe not by other people, but maybe at that point by ourselves. I think so. I think being in a in a in a room where you at a large 
crowd, right? Where you're surrounded by like people. It's different than gay pride. It's totally different because it's mostly lesbians for the most part. And um, it's people that you have, you know, that in common with. And as again, as silly as that might sound to some, especially straight listeners, right? That might sound ridiculous. Like, oh, why would you identify with somebody because of who you like to sleep with? It sounds ridiculous. I never got it either. I'm going to tell you right now, I get it. And and I I don't. So just so you know. You don't get it. No, well, kind of not, because I actually am <laughs> somebody who's straight. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, being bi, I think bi, it's a little bit different. different. But did but you feel differently different. being in a room full of full women? women. Um, what's, a, what's the best way to, to phrase it? Did you feel differently in a room full of women who love women? than you would have or did you notice anything different about the crowd than your average you know um, country crowd for instance you know your mix of mostly straight people men and women okay so I have to say they're um, my country crowds are a lot more respectful Yeah, lesbians were a little, they were a little crazy. They, they, it's almost like they're so accepting of who's around them. They're almost way too comfortable. Who's that? Which crowd? Not the country crowd, the lesbian crowd. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Almost like, all right, whatever. Like, we're all the same. So there was like no personal space, no boundaries. You know, a country concert's full of respect. Right. Right. I think. Right. I think it has a lot to do, honestly, with the with the fact that everybody thinks that they have a chance with Fletcher. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world, but. But that's how she makes everybody feel. I. Everybody feels this connection to her, you know, and and maybe it's not all sexual. I'm not going to say it's all sexual for people. Well, for me, it's it's not. It's more no the way she writes, what her words are, how. I feel Absolutely. her feelings in those songs mm-hmm. and those emotions. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like not romantic. Not, oh, she's oh, really she's hot, hot and that's why I like I, her. I, I don't mean to be rude, but I don't, she's not my type. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, she's but just I agree. I think, I think her, um, her reach and her power really is is in her music. It's in her lyrics. It's in her ability to kind of, you know, just open her soul and and put words to feelings that most of us can't put words to. And her confidence. Her confidence. Yes, and her ability to talk about shit that's happened in her past and not give a shit, you know, what what people from her past are are going to think about it. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I guess according to her, she's she does reach out to people when she's going to write a song that she thinks will affect them. But um, just kind of, you know, calling out those past relationships and things that happened in those past relationships, I think goes a long way for the rest of us and helps us relate. I agree. I you see know. that, and I'm really getting sick of my voice being like this. 
one day you'll feel better, Jen. No, I know. I just, I, it's just like fading in and out, in and out, like it's ridiculous. But, um, COVID, that's, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly with COVID because we probably yeah, no wouldn't shit. have thought to do this. Mm hmm. That's true. That's true. Very true. But, and here we are starting it kind of after the pandemic and we're finally getting around to starting it. it. We really sat on it Mm -hmm. and it's the right time. Yep. We've changed the name of the podcast. We've changed the kind of direction we're going to go in. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, everything that we've been talking about today. Right. And we were going to go with the whole, you know, modern mom type of theme. Yep. But, but that doesn't, that's not what defines us. It's not enough. enough. Yeah. yeah. So and when we yeah, found we ourselves, our kids. Yep. Yep. But it's not going to be how we manage, you know, life and the kids type of podcast. It's going to be, you know, everything that we. Yeah, we didn't want to rule out anyone who's not a mom just because we're only going to be talking about mom things because that is definitely not again, right? What defines you? Right, and we're really proud to be moms because we're moms mm-hmm. in different ways. And but that's that's not that's not what we're really proud of. It's more within ourselves. Yes, yes. exactly. So that's we Who we are. And, yep. yep, and all of those things that have shaped us. You know, one of one of the things that shapes us obviously is being a parent. That's a huge thing. Um, but that's not all. You know, that's not what defines us. So we are going to end this now, but next we come back, the next episode, I think we'll go over kind of like what our histories are. And and I think you'll find something that you can relate to in in Mm -hmm. each of us or one of us, Mm -hmm. or maybe not one of us, but maybe our wives or our mothers. Yep. So, and we want to encourage you guys to reach out to us as well. We have an email address at this point. Um, we have an Instagram, Queer Vice Podcast, and our our email address is queervicepodcast at gmail.com. So we want to encourage you guys to reach out to us. If you have questions, think of us as those, you know, gay friends that you that you never had or um, maybe, you know, the only gay people in your life that you may be comfortable asking questions. Right, and we you have know. a lot of different experiences between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Like I work with teenagers. Right now, currently, mm-hmm. currently, mm-hmm. currently. You have little kids. You work in I an office setting kids. as, you know, a manager. Mm-hmm. So there's... I work with adults who act like teenagers. Mm-hmm. And I work with a radio personality. And, mm-hmm. Or live, I shouldn't say work with. You yeah, work with. <laughs> Actually... Yeah, you work you, on your marriage you live, with her. <laughs> wait, well, when you live with a radio personality in 2022 because of the digital side of it i work it is like with her yeah yep Yep. i got you i didn't really not make you know i really didn't make a mistake there no that wasn't a mistake (laughs) i really think we have a lot between the two of us that somebody can relate to that's right that's right and you know we're not just here for the queers um we're here for straight people too um straight people who can relate because you know we're experiencing life we're experiencing um this kind of you know 
life on this planet and and we're experiencing being parents together and um, working and you know balancing work life and home life and all of these different challenges that that we face as humans really and honestly i feel like maybe it's not like your identification lesbian gay straight whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's i feel like everybody's got a little bit of queer curiosity or maybe identification so absolutely that's us yeah and we're here to normalize it you know what i mean let's talk about stuff that makes people uncomfortable let's let people ask us questions that they are afraid to ask others um let's work through those kind of let's you know kind of work through those details that that are up in the air or that people wonder about and just normalize it just make this an everyday thing and call it a day and I think that's it. Like you're you're gonna be like the Howard Stern of queer vibes, and I'll be like, yeah. If I could learn to interview Rosie like Howard O'Donnell. Stern, I'm gonna tell you right now. If we can, we will interview people on this podcast. Plenty of people, and it's honestly what I'm most excited about, Jen, because I listen to people do interviews with other with other um, hosts, whether it's you know podcasts, um, radio, TV any type of content right and I'm like oh my god do they are they listening to people as they interview them like I feel like as the person being interviewed half the time I'd be like asked and answered what are you talking why are you asking me the same question I just answered two minutes ago right and you know Chrissy Chrissy my wife Mm -hmm. um, she interviews people right yeah so we when Ellen was on she would be like, oh, my God, she's the worst interviewer ever. She doesn't listen. She doesn't listen. Yep. They doesn't care. Nope. She looks nope. away. No eye contact. Thank God we don't have to do that. But, mm-hmm. you know, podcast. But we we definitely have experience. And oh, my God. We It's about active listening. Uh, you know, the two of us, your Howard Stern-like, you know, personality, mine. My, I don't know, what would you say? I'm Rosie O'Donnell. Type, uh, <laughs> you could, yeah, you could be the Rosie. That's fine. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> so we got to wrap this up. Yeah, we'll wrap it up, but um, join us next time, guys. Thanks for listening and, you know, um, reach out to us and we'll touch base again soon. Peace. Ha, ha, ha.